you don't know our story. Some individuals will probably say, you don't know my story. No, we don't know your story. Amen. But we do know our history. We know our story. Black History Month is not just about famous black Americans who have done something great. Everyone sitting under the sound of my voice has a history. Black History Month does not capture your specific history, but focuses on the history of members of our race. But this is where it stops and where our jobs begin. Black history does not capture the story of the single mother who worked three jobs to educate her children to be successful. It does not capture that father who was not educated but provided for his family and ensured that his children were well taken care of. It does not cover the teachers, both black and white, who encouraged us in school to go further than society would ever have thought we could go. It does not cover the lowly school giant, janitor, who always had an encouraging word on Sunday morning because he was also the pastor of a local church. It does not cover the many small acts of kindness that many have done because people did not seek recognition of it. And in a time when others are trying to erase our history and cancel out our culture, we must tell our own story, our story, our history. This is the history that we must tell our children. We must tell them our stories. We must tell them of our struggles and how we made it through. We must instill upon them a sense of self that is not based on how others define them, but how they define themselves based on what they can do. We must teach them our story. Moses brought the people together to give them the laws of God with clarity and a conviction that spoke to the hearts of everyone. In chapter 4, Moses told the people to remember and to teach their children, otherwise they would forget. In chapter 6, he goes a step further. He tells them to diligently teach their children. And that word diligently means to show persistence and hard work in doing something. In other words, Moses was telling the people to make teaching their kids about everything God has done for them a priority. He told them to talk about what God had done and his laws when they sat on their homes, in their homes, and when they walked down the street, when they went to bed and when they got up. The image that he was painting was that they should always be teaching their children and their children's children about God and everything he done for them. They were to always be talking about it. And finally he told them that they should write the words on the doorposts of their homes and on their gates. This was to ensure that the words were forever before their eyes. Now why was this so important? Why was this constant, persistent teaching of history to their children so important for those who actually experienced it? where the answer is in verses 10 through 12. Then it shall come about when the Lord your God 
brings you into the land which he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you great and splendid cities, which you did not build, a houses of good things, a harvest of olive trees that you did not plant, and you eat and are satisfied. But then watch yourself, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, and out of the house of slavery. Moses told the people that they needed to do this so that they, they, when they came into a land with beautiful cities that they had not built, with houses full of all good things that they had not purchased, with wells they had not dug, with vineyards they had not planted, and when they had eaten and were full, they would not forget the Lord who brought them out of Egypt. Saints, have we forgotten? Have we taught our children? When they were living the promise, Moses did not want them to forget who got them there. He knew the possibility existed that when they came into that promise, if they did not remember what God had done for them, they would forget and begin to serve false gods. And through Moses, God wanted the message delivered and they were to never forget what he had done for them. Well, as you know, they did not diligently teach their children. And they did forget what God had done for them. Amen, somebody. And they did begin to serve false gods. Now, I do not want you to miss this point that I'm about to make. We need to teach our history so that those who are enjoying the fruits of those who went before them understand the price that was paid. You see, there are many of us making good money, and we never once picked cotton. We live in nice homes, in mixed subdivisions, not on the other side of the railroad tracks, as the old folk used to say, and we are treated as equals. We do not remember the times when we were not allowed to own our own homes. We can eat at any restaurant that we choose, as long as we are willing to pay for it. And don't remember the signs that said, go to the back door to be served. There are many of us who go shopping and try on all clothes in the stores and do not remember the times when we were not allowed to try on the clothes unless we purchased them first. And when we did purchase them, we could not return them. There are too many of us who never forgot. There are many of us who never forgot because we never had to fight for the right to vote. Because it was something already available to us. When we reached the appropriate age, its importance was lost on us. And there are many of us who approach learning as if learning is a chore. Because we do not remember the time when blacks were not allowed to learn. There are some of us who to this day dislike other races because we do not remember those of other races who stood and died with us during the civil rights movement. So that we could have had every, anything and everything we have access to today. And finally, most important, many of us do not understand how real and how important God was to our ancestors. They truly believed. They had faith. Every single day, they trusted in the Lord. They was always leaning on the everlasting God. And everything that I have just shared with you is in our history. But celebrating black history is more than just remembering what happened during the civil rights movement. 
the civil rights movement brought to the forefront, the struggles experienced by blacks in America because of racism. But if we do not teach our kids our history, they will never know that Sarah Breedlove, better known as Madam C.J. Walker, was said to be the first black woman to be a self-made millionaire. And in today's dollars, her estate was worth $8 million at the time of her death in 1919. They will not know of our contributions to the space program as portrayed in the movie Hidden, <clears throat> Hidden Figures. <clears throat> Excuse me. They will not know how Dr. Shirley Jackson paved the way for the touch-tone telephone or how Marie Van Britton Brown, a nurse, developed the foundation for our current home security systems. No, they will not know any of this information because we are not making them to learn the history. We are all enjoying the fruits of labels of others. And just as Moses told the children of Israel, they would do. We are forgetting the people who got us here. Can I say that again? We are forgetting the old saints who got us here. And again, what's really important is that we are forgetting the God our ancestors served with conviction. We believe, but not with the same focus. Dedication and commitment that our ancestors had, we don't have that today. I know this may be hard for some of you to hear or to accept, but our understanding of our history is not the responsibility of the teachers in school. Can I say that again? To God be the glory. Our understanding of history is not the responsibility of the teachers in school. So don't get caught up in the noise that we hear on TV and see in our towns. It's our own personal responsibility. Can I teach this this morning? You can't send your children to school without teaching them how to respect others. You can't send your, teach your children to school without teaching them how to define themselves and who they are. You can't send your teachers to school, your children to school and tell them about black mud deals and all those who helped raise us to where we are today. You gotta teach your children. This is why our children don't know. This is why the violence is out here. And I was so disturbed on yesterday when I heard about this young man just graduated from North Carolina State University got employed and was getting ready to go to work church and someone killed him. We got to teach our children the value of life. You didn't hear about this long time ago. Suicidal was not common in the black African-American race. At least we didn't hear it. Mental illness, it may have been there, but we were there to embrace and to strengthen them we got to teach not only our children, but our people that we are somebody and that God loves us, that he died for us. Do you understand what it took for a slave who was brought here from Africa to convert to Christianity? Think about it. They came here in bondage. Many dying along the way and choosing the freedom of death over slavery. What would cause them to believe in the God of their oppressors? What would drive them to attend a worship service after their slave masters 
forbid them to attend under the threat of severe punishment. I read about one such experience by a former slave named Wash Wilson. He said that, that when there was a church meeting scheduled for a particular night, the field slaves would start singing a song saying, Still away, still away to Jesus. I ain't got long to stay him. That was their message. And upon hearing this song, all the slaves knew that there would be a church meeting that night. When they arrived at that specified place, he said sometimes all they could do was pray and sing all night long. Some were probably singing, I couldn't hear nobody pray. Way down yonder by myself. And I couldn't hear nobody pray. These were slaves worshiping the God of their oppressors. Why would they do this? Why would they do this? History records that when enslaved Africans first arrived in America, some brought religious traditions with them. The pains of slavery drove many to look for meaning and hope in a new place, the Bible. And even though most slaves could not read, they heard the stories of salvation and retribution as they listened to their masters read from the Bible. Those stories, as you can imagine, spread like wildfire. And since the slaves could not read the Bible for themselves, they turned the stories they heard into songs. And these songs were sung in the fields and within the church teaching the slaves' biblical stories of how I got over, how my soul looks back and wonder how I got over. These songs were known to us as Negro spirituals, which were still sung today in church services. The stories of the Bible were communicated and remembered through music. Church, did you know this was how they learned the word of God and placed it within their hearts? Our history is deep, and some of the traditions of our history are still being practiced today. And yet our children do not understand why these things are done. Hindsight and insight and foresight. If we do not teach our children our history in such a way that they can remember it, they lose the ability to learn from it. If they cannot gather insight from our past, they cannot plan for their future. They will arrive at a place of promise, a place longed for by our ancestors, and not appreciate the place because they never witnessed a time when they couldn't have whatever they wanted. Self-entitlement. They will sadly believe it was all about them and that they paid their own way. This is what we're seeing happening today. We've not fully arrived at the promised land spoken of by Dr. King, but we are much further ahead than those enslaved and brought here against their will. Sisters and brothers, if you take nothing else from this message today, please take this. Take some time and think about why our ancestor chose to serve the God of their oppressors. Think about what they suffered through in order to believe in a God that would deliver them. Think about the focus it took for them to learn the stories of the Bible and commit them to memory so that they could encourage themselves. Think about their believing that their suffering would lead to a better day for their children and for their grandchildren. And when I think of our ancestors, I'm reminded of the writer of the book of Hebrews when he wrote about those who walked in faith. He said, all these died in faith without receiving the promises 
But having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have had the opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country. And that is a heavenly one. And therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. All of those who came before us died not fully receiving the promise, but they saw them from a distance, and they believed God. He was not the God of their oppressors. He was their God. He was their deliverer. He was their healer. He was their provider. And so their understanding of who God was to them is what we need to be teaching our children so that they will never forget what had to happen in order for them to have the freedom that they have today. Freedom ain't free. It costs something for us to be here. And if we are not careful, that history and dependence upon God that brought our ancestors through will be lost. New Providence Baptist Church, as you saw from the video, it cost us something to be here from the brush harbor to this modernized building. It cost us something. Somebody sacrificed. And we need to remember our past in order to live in the present and to be able to plan for our future. We need to tell our own story. We don't need anyone that's telling our story. We can tell our own story. And so we still have a long, long way to go before we reach the promised land of freedom. Yes, we have left the, left the dusty soils of Egypt. And we have crossed a Red Sea that for four years, for many years, have been hardened by a long and piercing winter of resistance, as someone said. But before we reach the majestic shores of the promised land, there would be some gigantic mountains that we still have to climb and some valleys we still have to throttle through, some hilltops of injustice. We still need some John Lewis's of conscience to alert every city of America that revolution is still at hand, that we still must get in some good trouble. Yes, we need a chart. We need a compass. And indeed, we need some North Star to guide us into the future shrouded with uncertainty. And so I conclude by saying today that we have a charge and let us go out with a divine charge to tell the story. Let us tell the story until bombing threats in the HBCU schools are not seen as a problem, but as an opportunity to participate in the beauty of diversity. Let us tell the story until men and women, however black they may be, will be judged on the basis of their content of their character and not on the basis of the color of their skin. Let us tell the story until our nation be filled with politicians who will do justly, who will love mercy, and who will walk humbly with his God. Let us tell the story until every city, every city hall will let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. Let us tell the story on the day when the lion and the lamb shall lie down together and every man will sit on his own vine and fig tree. Let us tell the story until all women and men will recognize that out of one blood God made us all. Let us tell the story until one day nobody will shout white power. When nobody will shout 
black power, but everybody will talk about God's power. In closing New Providence Baptist Church, we gotta tell the story. It has been said that the best of life is only brought at the price of great pain. No matter where your story begins, no matter where it ends, you must tell the story. Tell the story in such a way that those who hear it will see themselves in it. In fact, you must tell it until you see yourself in it. Tell it until you convert your own self. Tell it until they may not want to hear it, but they'll come back next Sunday because they love to hear the old, old story. Your story must be the great story. The watchwords of our faith. We must make haste quickly and crisscross to the country where Calvary was at. Oh, I know somebody. Tell them. I know somebody that came into the world in search of a tree. I know somebody that came into the world for me and for you. I know somebody who hung on a tree bleeding. The record is they beat him all night long. Tell the story that they placed a crown of thorns on his head, but he kept hanging on the tree. Tell the story that they nailed him hand and feet, but he kept on hanging on the tree. They pierced him on the side, but he kept on hanging on the tree. Tell the story that the blood came streaming down, but he held on to the tree. He hung there. Jesus hung there until the songwriter picked up a pen and began to write on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross the emblem of suffering and shame and I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners were slain so I cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old for a crown. And oh, I can't stop right there. Oh, that old rugged cross, so despised by the world, has a wondrous attraction for me. For the dear Lamb of God left his glory above to bear dark cavalry. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Tell the story, church. Tell the story. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919 919- Five five two three five three one, or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us, and be blessed.